This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Evolved by Erica, the podcast. I am Erica Polsonelli. I am your host and I am so excited to be back for another week of the Evolve podcast talking all things expansion, high vibrational, spiritual, wellness, you name it. I hope that you are all doing well and this episode finds you well. So come on in. Hi guys, I hope that you are well and I'm so excited to be back. It feels like I haven't recorded a podcast episode in a while, so it's just so exciting to be back in this space. As you may have noticed, I get into flows where I receive a lot of information, a lot of guidance, and I can record two or three podcasts in one sitting because once I start to flow, it just all comes out. So I'm excited to be here. So here we go with episode 11. I wanted to focus on food as a topic today. And this is something I have so much to share about. So for starters, my life and my relationship with food wasn't always what you see on Instagram if you follow me there. So right now, I have to say I have a beautiful relationship with food. Um, I feel such gratitude for having this connection to healthy plant-based foods. But I will tell you this was at one time, not the relationship I had. And I want to share a little bit about that because I know food is something that many people do struggle with. And um, just working and connecting with so many people, having struggles of my own, I know that this is something that is worthy of an episode and a conversation. So first and foremost, um, I grew up in an Italian family, as you guys probably know by now, eating, you know, all the things, chicken parmesan, um, you know, we were definitely meat eaters in my family. My mom always made such balanced meals for us. I will say that, like there was always like a meat, a protein, a carb or starch and vegetables. And I grew up like loving food. I wasn't like the biggest sweet eater. I just loved all kinds of food. I really like lived to eat. And, um... Yeah, so I always ate pretty balanced and then I went away to college and I actually developed an eating disorder there. So we were, I had two amazing roommates. I love them so much. We had such a great time together. Um, They were sharing with me how you know, before big events, they would go on diets, like a soup diet or like, um, what is that thing called? Weight Watchers. And I looked at them being so naive. I was just like, guys, we're so young and beautiful. Like, why would we ever go on a diet? <laughs> and I laugh um, because that's really how I felt. We were young and, you know, I just, I don't know. I never feel like I focused on the physical so much. Like I felt we were exactly how we were meant to be and just we're happy, we're healthy, and that was it. So long story long, um, we decided to go on a diet before Halloween and we 
did, I, I think it started as Weight Watchers. And um, the problem was everyone else came off the diet except for me. So while I was away, I was struggling um, mentally and emotionally. I'm very close with my family. This was my first time. I never went to like sleepaway camp, maybe like a four-day cheer camp, but that was it. I always liked being home and around my family. So I was really struggling emotionally. And that mental state that I was in resorted in me becoming pretty dependent and obsessed with my eating and exercising. So everyone else obviously was in a much more emotionally stable place than I was and in a mentally stable place. They were able to come off. They were able to resume, go back to their life. And I was really addicted to how much I was consuming, how much I was burning in the gym, where it got to a point I was eating, I don't even want to tell you how many calories a day. It was so, it was really, really dangerous and scary what I was doing, but um, I was eating little to nothing. I would eat like a lot of vegetables, um, maybe a yogurt. I would spend so much time in the gym exercising and burning it all away. And it was never about body image. It was never about how I looked. It was a game of control. And I share that because I think there's such a stigma around people who have struggled with eating disorders like oh they just want to be skinny like what's wrong with them they are skinny like it's most of the time never about that but about something else that's going on in their life and you get sucked into this so quickly so hard and it's a very very dark place to be so I became addicted to, I. my family actually never had a scale. We never had a scale in our home. Um, we had, you know, different ways of just like checking in with ourselves, making sure that we were healthy, you know, going to doctors, getting checkups, et cetera. And we had a scale in our dorm room. I became obsessed with the number on the scale. Again, not because it was um, it tied to like my worth or my self image. It was more about a goal that I was trying to achieve. I felt, um, when I went away to college, I, there was a lot of downtime for me. I was very, very active, very, very, um, involved in my high school life. There were nights I didn't come home till like seven 30, um, from high school because I was super involved there. And then when I got to college, it was just a lot of downtime, a lot of free time. And, I wasn't in the emotional or mental space to really harness that time in a productive and healthy way. So I eventually transferred home and I got, I went to um, outpatient to get the help I needed, but I will be honest, I didn't really find the help there. A lot of inner work had to happen, um, you know, doing all the things that filled me up, spending time with my family, being around people that made me feel good and feel loved um, really helped get me out of that dark place. But it was a very long transition. And I remember being in my dorm room, being at home, just saying like, God, please take this away from me. Like, how did I get here? I 
I don't like, how do I have an eating disorder? Like I, I, I don't know how I got here. I do not want this anymore. Please take it away from me. But with any type of addiction, um, it becomes so much greater than you. And it is a real challenge to back yourself out of it, but it is 100% possible. So I always want to share that it 100% is possible and you're 100% capable of getting out of any challenging experience or addiction that you're in. But, um, so I slowly, it was over probably two years that I slowly came back into balance. Um, I came into this space of, like I said, doing what filled me up, doing what felt good, letting exercise take a back seat, starting to eat to really nourish my body. So this was in like, I don't know, 2000 six maybe 2007 yeah around there so slowly um one day I kind of just came to this place of like oh my gosh I never thought I would overcome that and here I am it's so behind me it's not even it's not present in one cell or molecule of my body anymore and I felt, and I still feel to this day, so grateful that that's not something I live with and and have to have to work through every day because it is such a challenge. Um, and after that, I went back to eating, you know, how I always ate. And fast forward to 2017, um, I was guided to go plant based. So. I plant-based really appealed to me because if you you probably have caught on by now I'm obsessed with healing whether it's physical healing miraculous healing emotional healing I'm obsessed with how powerful we are how powerful our choices are and how those choices really impact our life and our health so I started to hear these miraculous stories of people becoming plant-based and healing so much within themselves and um, I knew there was a teacher at the school that I worked with who has an amazing healing story. I hope to have him on the podcast one day. Like amazing healing story, like jaw-dropping, kind of like miracle status. And I was always interested, but I was like, I can't even get into that conversation with him because I know it's going to take me there and I'm not ready. And then one day, serendipitously, we went on a field trip together and I finally got that time to talk to him. He shared all about his plant-based journey. And I was like, okay, Erica, it's time. You got to do this. You just have to do this. You got to try it out. So I went plant-based and in the beginning, I was only plant-based during the week. And then on the weekends, I did whatever the heck I wanted, eating all the cheese, um, seafood, whatever it was. And slowly but surely, I began to feel so good. And I just want to preface this by this is my journey. It doesn't mean that plant-based is for you. This is just my experience that I want to share with you. So by no means am I telling you to change your diet, but um, maybe it will bring inspiration. So I began to feel so good during the week. I noticed my energy levels were more stable. I noticed my sugar cravings decreased. I felt so much more energy, so much more focus. And I wasn't like peckish. Like I wasn't looking for so much to eat and snack on. I felt really good and nourished. So eventually, um, 
eventually I was like, I want to do this full time. So I I began to go on this plant-based journey and slowly my third eye started to open. What does that mean? Okay. So we have glands in our, in our head. We have the pineal gland and the pituitary glands. These glands are the home and through them, we activate our intuition. So our pineal gland, you may have heard about this. And sometimes people joke that this is like, can't be a real thing. But if you Google it, you will read, I think even on like WebMD, the pineal gland could be calcified. So calcium deposits can build up around this gland and it can make you feel foggy. It can make you feel disconnected. And when you start to decalcify this gland, you feel awake. You feel super connected to your source energy. You feel grateful. I feel all this energy running through me right now, just talking about it. So I started to feel lit, but I should tell you at the same time, I did move to Long Beach. So I was living by the beach, which is a whole other element of elevation, just being near the saltwater air and the ocean and all of those elements. So that definitely helped as well. So during this time, I felt lit, like super connected to myself, super connected to nature. I just felt like a woman of the earth. (laughs) I felt so grounded and I just couldn't stop talking about it. I'm like, this is wild. My life is changing. And I truly believe that all of this happened in the most divine time because it led to Kundalini. And I'll share a little bit about that, but this is mostly about food this episode, but you can have a kundalini awakening through other means, not just kundalini. So I believe that changing my diet to plant-based started to awaken the kundalini energy with me, that higher potential energy, that source energy that connects us to the universal consciousness. We're not just one person here. We are also connected. And I started to feel that connectedness. And immediately I said, wow, I have to start meditating. I need meditation in my life. Never meditated before. Soul cycle was like the closest thing ever to meditation for me and lo and behold kundalini found me popped up on my instagram or youtube i forgot which one and it it came to me just like it probably has come to you and that's why you're here i really believe that this practice comes and invites you in you have to be ready for it and becoming plant-based helped me to be on the frequency to receive the benefits of it and to be ready for it. So becoming plant-based has helped me have such a deep connection to myself, to the earth, to the environment, to animals, to other people. Um, It increased my compassion. When I first did this, I absolutely did not do this for the animals. I'll be 100% transparent about that. I did it for health and for what I thought I would get out of it, higher health and healing. And um, as I continued to eat plant-based, I started to think like, wow, I could have these delicious foods like without taking a life. Like I don't need to take a life in order to sustain myself and eat. And again, that's just me personally. This works for me. doesn't mean it works for everyone. But that compassion grew within me and I just started to feel, as I said before, this deep connection to food. And in the beginning, um, I'll be honest, I did a lot of things wrong. So in the beginning, I was eating a lot of non-organic foods, 
I was eating a ton of like Trader Joe's prepared salads. Not that it's the worst thing ever. Um, they're delicious actually. That mega crunch bite salad or mega bite crunch salad was my favorite. I ate it like every day. It had quinoa in it. I would add stuff to it to make it more filling. Um, but I started, my doctor told me, um, I, I, after that, I went to the doctor because I wanted to, I was always in my head a lot before going plant-based and before finding Kundalini. And um, it's interesting because becoming plant-based, my soul told me that I was supposed to do that. It doesn't mean I'm going to be plant-based forever. I plan to be right now, but um, I just knew at that moment I I was doing what my soul needed, but the ego crept in and said, hey, people say that like you could be malnourished. You're not going to get enough protein. You did a massive change to your diet. What if you're depleted? What if you are, yeah, you know, the list goes on. So the human and the ego in me was like, you have to go and get this checked. So although my intuition knew it was working for me. So lo and behold, I went to the doctor. I got all my blood work checked. Everything was great. Um, he, he did tell me that my pineal gland was like actually off the charts or my pituitary. I forgot which one they both have to do with intuition. He's like, one of your glands is like secreting a lot. And I was like, which one? And then he said one of those, I think it was the pituitary. And I giggled and I'm like, oh, I totally know why I activate that gland every day in my meditation. So I think it's just balancing out. And he looked at me like, huh? And I was like, don't worry. Next time I come, it's going to be in balance. And literally it was. So I went, I was absorbing all that I needed to. I had nothing, like I wasn't depleted in any nutrients. And he he even told me before he got my blood results, he's like, I don't want you to be upset if I tell you that you can't be plant-based or vegan. Like there's a very good chance I'm going to tell you that you're missing something in your diet. And I was like, okay. And then after he was like, wow, actually looks like you're doing really well. So he did say that it is important to make sure that you eat organic because sometimes if you're eating non-organic with all the things that are sprayed and oh, I don't even want to get into that conversation because it's so yucky, but oh, one day we're going to have access to just everything's going to be really organic. That's what I'm putting out there into the universe. But he said, you could do more harm than good if you're eating all plants and they're not organic. Um, and to this day, I'm not eating 100% organic, but just being aware of like the dirty dozen, the ones that you should always buy organic. One of them that really stands out to me is blueberries or any type of berry. Um, but you know, just being aware, making sure you're consuming mostly organic foods. So I did, I went on that journey, um, to try to transition more to organic. And just as I continued to dive deeper into this, I just felt this feeling of such deep connection to my body and to my food. But what I want to share is that I didn't always do it right. So there were some organic, non-organic foods I was eating, but also I started to do a lot of raw foods because my mentor who helped me become plant-based was like, raw is where it's at. It's the most healing. It's the most nourishing. You get the most nutrients. You got to do raw. 
So I I was doing juices, I was doing smoothies, I was doing celery juice up the wazoo, and I was eating a ton of raw foods, and my stomach was a disaster. It was a mess. And I started to think, like, was something wrong with me? I didn't know what was going on. And as I learned more about my body and my makeup, and if you guys have heard of Ayurveda, we all have a different makeup and a different dosha, and I'm an air sign. Um, I am a lo- I have a lot of vata or air in me. And in order to ground someone who's really airy, like you could even hear my conversation sometimes, like I go whoop, and then I go to the other another place, like oh yeah, I was I was talking about this, right? So I'm really airy. I'm really up in the air, flying high a lot, and I love it up there. But it's so important for me to ground. And I started to learn that. It's really important to eat nourishing, warm foods and cooked foods for my type. So finding this balance. So that's what I wanted to say. Just like raw foods really work for some people and they like swear by it and it could be super healing. I had to find out on my own that what I was doing wasn't really working for me. And there was a lot of, um, you know, experimentation, seeing what feels good in my body, seeing how my digestion was after eating something and going that way. And the point that I really want to get to is that I really feel that for those people who are struggling with finding balance with eating and struggling with maybe a little bit of control or obsession over food, I I think when we surrender and we really listen to our intuition, not what other people expect us to do, not what anyone else on Instagram is doing or eating, when we start to really tune in and listen to the cues of our body, that is when we find help. And our practice, our kundalini practice helps us to activate our intuition. And through that, we we find this oneness through our soul, through our mind, through our spirit, through our food. And we're able to really find what works for us. And that is super important. So um, I, I really believe that going plant-based led to my ascension. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be awake if you don't eat plant-based, not at all. But um, by eating plants, we're eating life force energy. So this energy sprouted from the sun or it grew through sunlight and water, the elements on the earth and soil. And through that, we're connecting back to our roots and connecting to our soil, connecting to that grounded essence um, and energy of the earth and of, of ourselves. So we're really connecting to nature on another level. And when we eat different foods, there are different foods that bring a different energy. Everything has a different frequency. So if I'm eating, let's just say, um, a berry that's been, you know, transported here from maybe another country in a truck, finally getting to a food store versus a berry that I find on a bush fresh and I pick it. Those two berries are going to have a very different frequency and a lot, a different uh, life force energy to it. And that goes for everything. And 
if if you think about where your food is coming from and the conditions that it's either grown in or um processed in if you're eating meats that is all energy and that's what we're consuming so as much as we're consuming the food we're also consuming what that food actually experienced okay so it it's so important everything is energy and everything will either fuel our frequency or take away and deplete our frequency so i challenge you to pay attention to the meals that you eat and how you feel after I remember very often before I was plant-based, after lunch, I had brain fog. I felt zero energy. I could really go for a siesta and a nap, and I just didn't think I could get through the day. And now I rarely, if ever, feel that way. So everything is energy, and really Mm -hmm. tune into how, how your food makes you feel, the energy that it offers to you. And... While we do that, we start to grow this intuitive relationship with our food. So as we block out the noise and as we really listen to our body, listen to our body's cravings. So I have to take a pause and address that because people like my husband will be like, well, I'm craving Oreos. So you're telling me... (laughs) You're telling me to listen to my body, but I want Oreos. I think when we start to take this multi-prong approach to energy, meditation, eating right, the the true voice starts to speak louder than the cravings. And the more of those types of things that we eat, the more we're going to crave them. So a really good way to tune more into your intuition, balance your body, and really find out what it is your body needs is number one, start a meditation practice, of course, kundalini. Number two, doing a little reset. And I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, but something that I like to do as a reset is just eating whole foods. That could be meat because that's a whole food. You know where the source is, um, just as long as it's not like a processed deli meat or whatever. Um, I, of course, stick to like grounding root vegetables, potatoes, carrots, grilling them up, sauteing them, baking them, um, cauliflowers. All I, I crave those like earthy grounding foods, especially during the colder months. So doing a little bit of a reset, bringing yourself back into whole foods, not eating a lot of sugar. Um, I love dark chocolate because it doesn't have that much sugar and you're still getting a lot of antioxidants and a lot of um, good nutrients from that. So finding something that's just enough, that's not going to trigger a huge sugar craving and start to eat those whole foods. And from there with your meditation practice and also with a gratitude practice of your food, feel grateful, feel abundant. When I go food shopping, I literally feel like a billionaire. I'm like, wow, how lucky am I to be able to go to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or the market in town or the farmer's market and be able to access all the foods that I want. Like that is the only thing that I, like, I mean, I don't want to limit myself and say that's the only thing I want in life, but that brings me so much joy and it just fills me up so much. So 
building that sense of gratitude, looking at your food and saying, thank you, thank you for this. And if you are eating animal products, thank the animal for sacrificing its life to really nourish you and give you what you want and need. And as we build a meditation practice, as we start to eat more whole foods, as we build gratitude around the foods that we eat, we will become more intuitive. We will know what the body wants and needs and will be divinely guided. And also, you have an army of angels and a support team that can also guide you. So if you feel like you need help in this area, if you feel like you either lack control or you binge or you just feel out of balance with your truth when it comes to food, ask the universe, ask divine, say, I need support. My angels help me, support me, show me signs of what I need. And don't be surprised if like a plant-based or whatever it is you're supposed to have an ad comes up on Instagram, or you see someone else post something, nothing is a coincidence. And you have like an army of angels that are here to guide you and they want you to ask them. They want you to tune into their frequency and ask for their guidance. They're here for you. So that's another option as well. So I wanted to share a little bit about different types of foods. So we have fruits, which are amazing to eat in the morning for digestion. They get digested the quickest. So it's nice to have those in the morning. We get our vitamins, we get hydration from them. And fruit is actually a sign of abundance because think about how it grows. Uh, It just sprouts from either a bush or a tree. It's like the ultimate sign of abundance. So as you eat your fruit each morning, Tune into that frequency, visualize that abundance that you're consuming with your fruit and enjoy it and enjoy how luscious and delicious and hydrating it is. Then there are other foods that elevate you. So for example, sunflowers, we know how high sunflowers grow. So if you have access to sunflower sprouts, adding them to your salads, your wraps, your bowls, whatever it may be, your avocado toast, sunflower sprouts are going to give you light energy and a really elevated frequency because they're high. They're the closest to the sun. So you're literally going to consume sun energy by eating them. Then you have some vegetables that grow on the ground on vines, which is a really earthy feel. And then you have some that grow in the ground. So your root vegetables. So you have like your beets, your carrots, your potatoes, anything else that comes from within the soil. Anytime that you feel you need to ground yourself, if you feel too airy, if you feel out of balance, go for those root vegetables, cook them, bake them, and make them nice and savory, a little salty if you'd like with some Himalayan salt. And that will really ground your energy and anchor you in. So we could really use, Hippocrates said, use food as thy medicine or food as thy medicine. And we can use it to energetically balance us and give us all that we need. And I know a lot of people, and I was in this space years ago, as I shared before, Sometimes we don't look at food as our medicine or as something that supports us, but rather an enemy. And we create a ton of resistance between us and the food. And what I want to say about that is once we find a balance, once we take the pressure off, once we stop stressing how we look, 
or stressing the expectations on how we look and start tuning into how we feel and doing what feels right for us, everything comes together. Literally everything comes together. Cortisol and stress actually helps us to hold on to fat, especially in the belly area. And if we have the most perfect diet and we're stressing so much about our diet, but we feel stressed out and when we're eating, we don't feel good, that's not going to do our body well. We need to lean into what feels good for us. So if you're someone that feels like you don't have a great relationship with food right now, I want you to just take a moment to share with your angels, share with the universe, share with divine that you are ready to build a healthy and beautiful relationship with food. You're so grateful for the food that you have access to. Really feel that and say that. And start to build that, as we said before, with meditation, with a practice of gratitude, with eating whole foods. And just know that you can let go of control. You can let go of that resistance you're creating for yourself. And it's kind of like that episode I shared about with the law of least resistance. A lot of the times when we stress or try to control things, we're we're creating resistance. So we're getting further from where we want to be. When we finally say, I'm listening to my body, I'm listening to myself, I'm doing what feels good, that is where all of the magic truly happens. It's really where the magic happens. So food is such a beautiful thing and maybe all be so grateful for the access that we have because there are people in the world that don't have access as many of us do. So it's something I never ever take for granted. But I wanted to share one more tip that I learned at teacher training, and I just love this one. I go to it a lot. So if you ever happen to overeat and you feel really full, I encourage you to take a seat sitting back on your heels, so folding at the knees, sitting back on your heels, and just breathing long, slowly, and deeply. You could even give your belly a little bit of a rub and a massage, and what you're doing is you're cutting off the blood supply to the lower part of the legs. So all of the blood, all of the energy is going to the abdomen and it's literally saying, okay, we need to digest. Let's get all the energy there and help move everything along. If you stay there and breathe for just a few seconds, you will feel amazing. And it really, it really does help to digest. You could stay there for a few minutes, a few seconds, just taking some long, slow, deep breaths. With on this topic, mindfulness as we eat is so important and the energy that we feel as we're eating is really important as well. So I've been really practicing mindful eating and what that looks like for me is sitting, being present, and actually tasting what it is I'm putting in my mouth. How many of us have literally eaten something and been like, oh my gosh, wait, I'm done already. Where did that even go? I didn't even process that in my mind as I was eating it. So being present, using all of your senses before eating, taking a look at it, smelling it, getting your body prepared because digestion starts as soon as you see your food, even actually as soon as you think about your meal, 
your digestion starts. And then as you see it, you might feel yourself start to salivate. And in our saliva, there's a lot of enzymes that help to break down the food. So your saliva is activated, your body's getting ready to eat and digest. And as you eat, chewing at least 26 times. And you know, if you're if you're not willing to count because that's kind of, I don't know, not so mindful, <laughs> maybe even borderline obsessive, but I've tried it before. Just really chewing everything down to little, little pieces and bites, swallowing it, and then continuing. There's a, a yoga quote: um, eat your smoothies and drink your foods. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Eat your smoothies and drink your foods. So with your, even if you're having a smoothie, taking that in, not just guzzling it down or chugging it. That's like the opposite of mindfulness. We want to really take it in, taste it, activate all those enzymes in our saliva and allow that to come in so the body can better digest it. So just being mindful as we eat, mindful of how we're feeling. If you're feeling anxious or you are just in a stressful situation and you're about to sit down and eat, I would encourage you to do a quick energy clearing. That could be taking three long deep breaths. That could be popping on um, a breath express. That can look like taking a walk before eating. You want to be in a space of receiving and peace. If we're in a stressful state our organs are going to be more restricted and tight and we want everything to be open and just receptive to be able to move it all along and move it out eventually so that's a little suggestion if you are stressed you know there were some things that i didn't do right with my digestion or just my my plant-based foods but i have to say and i'm not a doctor but I have noticed a huge difference in my regularity and consistency um, with digesting and eliminating when having a very consistent practice. So Kundalini helps us to get into this state of rest and digest, if you've ever ever heard of that. So In the beginning, when I first went plant-based, I was in the fight or flight mode because I haven't yet found kundalini. I was having panic attacks. I was very stressed out, um, had a lot of anxious thoughts. And when we're in fight or flight, we're, we're the opposite of rest and digest. So our body is going to our extremities because when we're in fight or flight, literally, that means like you're going to run and take off. So your extremities need that energy to go and take off and flee whatever situation you're in. And unfortunately, I couldn't run away from my own thoughts. So that's just how the body processes it. So through meditation, we're able to get into this state of rest and digest. We're able to calm down the parasympathetic nervous system and we're able to allow. So our breath work and Kundalini could be known as medical meditations because we are communicating with the nervous system and the nervous system is in charge of every other system of the body. So of course it's going to affect our digestion because our nervous system is going to send signals to our digestive system. So when we start to breathe long, slowly and deeply or doing whatever breath work it may be, we start to enter the state of peace. We start to rest. We start to be able to digest the food, the energy, our thoughts in a much different way, which is really powerful. So all of this is so super connected. And I 
I just hope that by sharing this story and sharing my struggles, if you're struggling right now, I want you to know that it might feel so dark. You might feel like you're in the darkest place and you're never going to come out of it. And that is truly how I felt. There were days where I said, I'm going to live with this forever. I know it. And I clearly I'm not. I found a space of balance. I found a space of gratitude. I found a place of intuitive eating and it, it happened for me. So it can happen for you. And recently when I went back to my holistic doctor, it's been about, oh gosh, five years now five years now. Um, he shared with me that every single year, all of my levels are getting better and better. And he said, whatever you're doing, keep it up. He also was so curious and interested. So I go to a holistic doctor who, um, takes about like 30 vials of blood and he looks at everything. Um, and he was so curious about my meditation practice and thinks that that has a really big impact on my levels and my improving health each and every year. So that's so cool. Um, It was so exciting to hear him just say for someone, as you guys know, I had, I struggled a lot with health anxiety and for someone to say like, keep doing what you're doing. You're getting better and better every day. It was like, wow. Okay. I know that because I feel it every day. I feel like I'm getting younger and younger and healthier and healthier, but it feels so cool to have um, a professional and a doctor tell you that too. So I hope that this brings you inspiration. I hope that you know that whatever challenge you may be going through with food, there is another side of this. You will get to the other side. And I hope that you were able to take some tips of being able to be a more mindful eater and just feeling, making your way to feel this really deep connection to food, whatever it is your diet may be. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and let me know if you have any follow-up questions and eat healthy and be well. May the long time sun shine upon you. Satnam. Satnam.